0: So yeah, I I actually just realized I'm sat down, I'm boxed in and I don't have a pencil or an eraser or anything. Uh, there's, there's one
1: eraser for the four of us.
0: <laughs>
1: but uh this is my only pencil, I'm afraid. Have a pencil?
0: Thank a pencil.
1: you. Here's an eraser. You guys can share this. Thank, thank you.
2: you.
3: I don't have a spare notebook for you though.
1: That almost sounds like a,
3: uh, uh I do, I kinda too. Like a daddy thing, um, you know. Like,
1: thank you, Daddy. I'm
0: no, glad I need you that said notebook. that, not me. Can you Charles, can you pass me this without everything falling off?
1: Of course I can. No I can't. <laughs> uh <laughs> Okay. Um, (coughs) Let's do the intro.
3: Welcome to the Tales of Podcast. Tonight. (gasps) We are playing Delta Green. Um, We are playing an operation called Music from a Darkened Room. Uh, Delta Green is a modern setting for the Cthulhu Mythos. It started off as a supplement to... Uh, Call of Cthulhu, I want to say sixth edition, but I'm not entirely sure. It might have been fifth. Um, it also might have been seventh. I haven't, I'm just guessing. Like, uh, but I'm pretty sure it was sixth. Um, after a very successful Kickstarter, it came out as its own set of rules. Um, and they're very nice indeed.
0: And now Fabio's in love.
3: Yes, I do. I do love it quite a bit. Mm. So there's the agent's handbook, which is like, um, I, it's not the equivalent of the investigator's handbook for Carlo Cthulhu, which is really just a, uh, a roundup of all of the careers and so on. Um, it's, it's the core rules. And then there's the handler's uh, guide, which is added onto that. It's double the size of that. And that's all your lore and your background on Delta Green. And it's like, if you're into this shit like, as much as I am, it's fucking awesome. Um, I got them in a really cool slip pack with like, oh, it's just gorgeous. Um, so yeah, I'm very hyped about this game. Um, anything else I can tell you about? Rules, very rules-light rules light Uh, compared to some other games you might come across. Um, It's basically, it's percentile roll underneath your skill, and it's the same for everything. Um, It goes into a little bit more detail on uh, sanity loss than Call of Cthulhu does. Uh, We'll get to that later. Um, But yeah, that's the game we're going to play tonight. And I'm Fabio. (laughs) I'm the handler. Uh, Probably should have started out with that. But... (laughs) Let's introduce our players because we have our usual GM, Jan.
0: You can't see me, but I'm waving to everyone. Hello. <laughs> She's
3: waving with both of her hands. Both
0: of her hands. I'm that excited, if you couldn't tell from my tone of my voice. I am Jan, and today I am a PC. A woohoo! And I will be playing Selena Goodwill, FBI profiler, and Cat Lady extraordinaire.
3: Excellent. We will meet her later. Charles, who you got? Uh, or oh, hello, hello, hi-, hi.
1: Sorry, it's it's Halloween, and I'm really tempted to to dress up. What's well, coming up to Halloween? I'm really tempted to dress up as a uh, sexy cat lady.
0: It's so it's so weird seeing you doing an intro that is not with this Z- yeah, accent. Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: in case you're wondering, this is my normal voice. Although I usually give snippets of it. Hi, I'm Charles. Uh, tonight, I will be playing <clears throat> Eric Paras. Actually, that's not his voice. It's just going to sound more like me. Eric Paras. Uh, he is a firefighter for the National Park Service. Uh, yeah, I don't want to give too much away yet. My name is Mike,
4: and I am playing FBI Special Agent F- Lucas Luke Lucas Beauches?
0: Beauches. Beauches.
3: Beauches.
1: <laughs> Lucas Beauches.
0: Oh, I heard Beauches like bodacious.
3: <laughs> I, I, I'm kind of hoping you go with like a Creole sort of <laughs> <laughs> approach to this. <laughs> Boshears sounds like uh, maybe he should uh, speak
4: that way. I didn't come up with that <laughs> <Like> name. Gambit <laughs> from the X Men. I was gonna s- try and speak uh, like this Lucas Bouchier's. Oh, that'll do.
3: Yeah.
4: Let's um, see if I uh, I can keep that up without becoming a cowboy at some
3: point. <laughs> <laughs> so in general, another difference from Call of Cthulhu, um, the characters, the player characters, are usually US federal agents. Uh, not always, but usually. Um, those are the people who are recruited by Delta Green. Um, and that's who we've got tonight. So we're going to start off by going into a little bit more detail on our character backgrounds and uh, fleshing things out where we feel they need to happen, Jan. <laughs> <coughs>
0: um, Jan makes shifty eyes left or right in the room.
3: <laughs> but we're going to start with, why don't I roll a dice
1: and pretend that it meant anything.
0: <laughs> Mike. <laughs> You're really setting us up for the rest <laughs> of
1: the <laughs> evening there. I kind of love uh, GMs that do that though. Just roll dice all the time, and all the players like, "Oh shit, let's go on." I do that all the time. Not even thinking about it. (laughs) I I
3: constantly roll dice in alien, particularly, and I'll have like a a handful of like fifteen die, and I'll just be throwing them, like (laughs) making meaningful contact with people. Interesting, (laughs) interesting. (laughs) And my players swept
0: bullets.
3: (laughs) Mike, yeah, go for it. Let's let's hear a little bit about uh, Agent Boshier's.
0: what was was your first name again
3: lucas lucas
4: so agent beau shields is a a special agent in the federal bureau of investigation um he is usually calm and collected and doesn't like to give too much away with his emotions he typical g-man typical g-man uh in fact he was Early in his career, he would pride himself on being very by the book. He knew the book inside and out. I stole that from Fabio's text. Um, but he, at some point, got to know uh, an ex-CIA agent who was hands-on in, in a lot of... I don't know anything about the CIA, but I know they do dodgy shit. It was hands-on <laughs> in a lot of that. Um called Jack Breen, and this guy taught Lucas how to think outside the box and be a bit more uh, maverick with his approach to investigations. Um, He was first exposed to the supernatural that he knew of when he was chasing a serial killer, state to state. Um, What was the serial killer's name? The serial killer's name was the Hooded Varmint. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, detecting
1: the huh. theme here. <laughs> 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 I didn't even realize. Yeah, so
4: he he um to a lot of the law enforcement, this these murders that were happening across the across the US were written off as copycats and just unrelated. But with Jack Breen's help, Lucas managed to he was convinced that they were all connected. There was something eerily similar about all of these uh these murders something that that the kind of details that um your average cop wouldn't necessarily pick up on maybe there was something supernatural there that was giving him bad vibes and he thought you know what i got i got a hunch captain i gotta follow my gut uh so anyway (laughs) he looked into all this and eventually tracked the guy down to uh to a compound in alabama and led a raid with local law enforcement into this compound, and inside there was a bunch of nasty culty stuff. More uh,
0: themes. Mm-hmm. <laughs>
4: bloody icons and symbols all over the walls. Definite evidence of human sacrifice. Uh, some of the missing persons of, that were that were reported locally and uh, across state borders were found in this place uh, in various states or between dead and vegetative, and. He saw something there during the arrest that he's never quite found the words to describe, but it's stuck with him and haunted him till today. And this is where Delta Green picked up on him. Uh, Because despite all this, he handled it very professionally and with his signature calm.
3: Uh, Can you tell us a little bit about how he was recruited? How How did Delta Green approach him?
4: Mm, um. I wrote down that they contacted him after this event. Mm-hmm. Um. People whose names he didn't recognize. Uh, they they contacted him out of the blue. Um. He suspects. I reckon that there was someone on the the raid with him that um knew more about what was going on. Um. But I guess that's up to you. That that would be uh, that would
3: make sense. Mm. Yeah.
4: Um. Yeah, they contacted him like a a week or two afterwards and wanted to meet him in like a dodgy sounding private location. Uh, And he was immediately sent on another or an operation for them.
3: So he has been on a Delta Green
1: operation before? Yeah,
4: I think so. I think like as a kind of a test. Cool.
3: Excellent. Charles, what do you got for us?
1: Hey, I didn't realize we're going to be telling our, our backstories. Uh, you, you get really excited when you, you come up with a backstory and, and, and now I'm going to give it all away.
3: Uh, well, I mean, you don't have to give everything away. You can. Too late. You can, <laughs> too late. You can hold on to I'm some generous lover. if you want.
1: <laughs> I'm a generous lover. Go on.
3: But it's uh, <laughs> surely better for everyone to hear the backstory you put so much work yeah, into. Yeah, exactly it's right. just never coming up. Ne- mm. Totally.
1: Totally. Uh, all right. Cool. Uh, so so my character is, is Eric Paris. Uh, and a, or uh, uh Eric Paras uh, originally was a city boy. Uh, he grew up in, in Boston, Massachusetts. Uh, but even from a young age, like his parents sent him to go to scouts and he just fell in love with the outdoors. Absolutely, absolutely just loved it. Um, and as he got older, even though he really wanted to do something that was outdoorsy or something that, that really was manual labor, his parents, pushed him to go to to university and, and he studied anthropology. So he's got a little bit of that background. But even even back then he was like any weekend he could, he was like skydiving or, or doing any any of these kind of activities. And it's in these times when he was outdoors camping and whatnot that he met someone that would affect him profoundly and actually helped him channel some of that that like Adrenaline rush that he had, and he kind of got a mentor in a half uh, Native American older gentleman, which uh, which kind of like got him to be a little more like tempered and more like about nature and peace and within oneself. And this guy was was the local handyman in a in a smaller smaller village uh, in Maine. Uh, so, uh, when that happened, uh, as soon as university was done, he, uh, packed his bags and decided he was going to become a firefighter, but not just any firefighter. He was going to be a firefighter for the national park service, which, uh, are probably the most insane firefighters because they're the ones that are fighting, uh, forest fires. Yeah. Uh, so for me, in my mind, he's. He's definitely got that adrenaline, that drive, that, like, excite, like, oh, yeah, let's go and, like, do crazy things. Probably probably does jiu-jitsu on the weekend, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, like, yeah. But, his
0: house full of mall ninja shit?
1: Yeah, exactly. But <laughs> no, no, yeah. But at the same time, he's got that tempered kind of side to it, which is, like, he's got he's got a love for nature. He's got a love for, like, that that spirituality. Um, and his mentor started to impart some of, like, these older Native American stories, these legends, And he started to get really into it, really, really, really into it, picking out patterns that that would come up from like different tribes. And uh, so what happens? Well, uh, one weekend when it's raining cats and dogs outside and he can't go on and do his usual thing and he's not working, he gets high and he jumps online and starts going on like message boards and starts like sharing any all these like theories he's got turns out he gets a little too close to the truth a little too close to what what, what was uh, and of course he doesn't know much about computers because he's always outdoors, so he doesn't even know what a vpn is (laughs) uh lo and behold they find out does green find out who it is and find out that this guy is the guy that goes and fights fires so he's obviously motivated he's also educated he's also like a team player uh, like he's used to working in group, all the stuff. They're like, you know what? Let's give this kid, kid a shot. So they approach him. It's like, do you want to know what really happens behind? And an opportunity to defend, you know, the 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 natural world from the unnatural world. Uh, so I didn't mention his bonds, but his bonds are his parents. Um, even though his parents are still back in Boston and are kind of his f- foot still in the city, and they never quite understood itself each other there's a really strong love there his colleagues if you're gonna go life and death with some people you're gonna form strong bonds with them and uh, obviously the mentor that kind of taught him a little bit of the ways that sent him those ways and that's uh eric Paras. awesome yeah wow. uh
3: since you mentioned bonds there at the end uh, i'll just yeah. mention why they're so important um so yeah uh, obviously like uh, like call of cthulhu sanity loss is a is uh, a factor in Delta Green. But in this game, you can use your bonds, your relationship with the people that you love and the closest people in your life who you depend on to uh, mitigate some of your sanity loss and to avoid, uh, repress temporary insanity. Um, Mechanically, this is great. Obviously, your character can keep on going, but also mechanically, it damages your characters. Uh, uh, relationships, and uh, part of Delta Green is examining how that happens, um, seeing how your relationships get destroyed while your sanity is being destroyed and your whole life is being destroyed through your work for Delta Green. <laughs> and yeah, the typical Delta Green agent is a, is a torch that burns ever so brightly, but not for a very long time. Uh, Jan.
0: So after all that, I'm going to feel so embarrassed about my meager backstory that didn't have time to prep because I'm working on the Vis and Finale. Um, So I'm playing Selena Goodwill, as I mentioned, FBI profiler um she is an expert in psychology and human behaviors amateur animal behaviorist uh as she lives with uh, seven cats their names are cruella archimedes bagheera scully mr tinkles boo boo kitty and kevin who is a girl um can, can, can,
1: just before kevin could you go back to the one just before kevin that was
0: a uh, boo boo Kittyfuck.
1: that's one name okay <laughs> okay uh,
0: she has uh, a nephew who Every, f-
3: everyone had one unnatural point <laughs> <here>. <laughs> she has a
0: nephew who's a very big Jane Silent Bob fan um, so she uh, because I don't trust in my confidence to do a compelling or consistent American accent Selena Goodwill's family is originally from England um, but moved to the States when she was quite young but was insistent on trying to maintain her accent um ivy league and oxford educated she was scouted for the fbi uh, because of her uh she had like a an excellent um thesis which did her, and when she did a doctorate like caught the eye of the fbi um where she had a mentor that she worked under for many many years profiling serial killers um and she she was recruited into Delta Green, um, actually not because she particularly witnessed something herself or stumbled into something herself. She was actually approached by Delta Green, obviously under the cover of another agency, where they they were opening it up as like a, a trial to to hire and find the best. Um, profilers and uh, she went on this trial where they asked the profilers to interview uh, a suspect and uh, they had to write down like all of how they would profile them and she was the only one who realized that this is not a human this is some kind of unnatural So she was like i can't i can't make a profile this what the hell are we looking at so that was her exposure to the unnatural and that's when delta green knew she's the one that we need because she was the one who was an expert enough uh in her profiling to know that this is not this is not a standard human Mm -hmm. being um
3: so delta green has um has agents but also has uh friendlies Friendlies are people who are brought into the fold. They're not ever told what Delta Green is, but they're experts whose uh, opinions are sought and whose expertise is sought. And sometimes they become agents. Mm-hmm. And I like to think that maybe that's her uh, trajectory. Very likely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Um, now, we're not going to ask you to just improv an entire background uh, background beyond that and bonds and so on unless you have something already
0: i do have bonds Uh, actually we we played a one shot of this off mic and exactly selena goodwill is a character that i'm carrying over from uh that i think she was the only one that survived um so i'm keeping her bonds of course there are her cats Mm -hmm. um all seven of them her nephew Mm -hmm. uh, i changed it from niece to nephew okay um and and her mentor at the FBI. So there's the horror bonds.
3: Uh speaking of the game, let's call it our, our off-mic test slash intro game. Do you want to tell us what happened in it? <laughs> <laughs> um
0: we uh we were KFL. Uh when I when uh, Selena was under codename Kitty, naturally. Uh I don't I don't remember Charles and uh, Mike's character. There was names. Agent
1: Claxon and there was Agent uh, what was it, Trent Crip.
0: Hey there, everyone. After describing our previous off-mic game, we realized it was a massive spoiler for anyone who might actually want to go and run it. So you can listen to the rest of this discussion in the post credits if you want to know more. Okay, back to the show.
3: Yeah, it was. It was. It was quite the uh, catastrophe. It was excellent. <laughs> it was I quite a catastrophe. I very much enjoyed it um for anyone listening that was oh we just spoiled um last things last for you
1: <laughs> uh, okay anything else for us to cover before i start i will give you an intro on this uh what is the profile makeup of cthulhu please <laughs> <laughs> sounds about accurate <laughs> i'm happy with that yeah i'm good yeah
0: but definitely has mummy issues
1: yeah yeah <laughs>
3: places like people sometimes go wrong they turn off the path and head into the shadows becoming something other than normal black places filled with blank rooms closed doors empty hallways lined with dust in these places your voice catches in your throat the air seems to hum bad things happen people get hurt objects vanish Misery flows like the water from the loose faucet in the bathroom. Hate hangs in the air like old paint. Smells of time and circumstance. Something just a little beyond the world. Smells like surrender. The house at 1206 Spooner Avenue is a place gone wrong. You walk in, it's like dropping 30 fathoms underwater. Suddenly dark and cold, pressure filled. Doors in 1206 Spooner Avenue stay shut. No one ever hears a child's laughter at night. In the hours that stretch like taffy after two, no one ever hears music from a darkened room. Still, pretenses remain. You shut your eyes. You pretend the world is ordered, like a puzzle whose pieces are square and plain. You pretend a lot of things. You pretend you are pretending in the dark the hand falls on your shoulder
1: <gasps> you're not from around these parts
0: <laughs> <laughs> don't take kindly to you. folks <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh,
3: you mentioned in our Jan in our last game you guys were K-cell but what cell are you this time? I'm stick with K-cell ma mmm
4: mmm
0: cell ma hmm cell hmm Mm, mm. mm. cell
3: <laughs> we going with M, Zelda?
0: Mm-hmm.
3: Okay, you got an agent name in, in mind? Agent Morgan. Nice. Charles, you got an M agent? Uh, Michael.
1: Michael. Ben? Mitty.
0: I'm only thinking of stupid stuff like Methuselah. <laughs> hmm. I mean, if you want. <laughs> no, there's, there's, I can't introduce myself as Methuselah to people. Mother. Um, <laughs> <Marianne>. Agent Mother. <laughs>
1: Matilda. Madeline. Madeline. Madeline or Madeleine. Madeline. It's my French side coming out again. Mm, tasty Madelines.
3: Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you have each been summoned, called, uh, through various means. Uh, perhaps you received a phone call late at night. Perhaps uh, an envelope without a stamp on it was dropped in your mailbox. Um, whichever way the group reached out to you, it was through uh, a means which they had pre-approved with you. Maybe it included code words that they had informed you of. Whatever way it happened, the crux of the matter was you were cold To a meeting in New York City. Uh, The year is 2017. It is late February. Um, Your meeting is at 7am. At a a diner that is empty apart from the line cook who's in back. And one waitress who, since she's served you some coffees hasn't returned
1: it's been 15 20 minutes at this point uh yes uh is this our first time on a delta green mission
3: it's not agent morgan's first time and it's not agent madeline's first time is it agent michael's first time i guess it is fair enough yeah you are probably quite confused about what's going on
1: yeah but also a little excited
3: (laughs) uh (laughs) The swing door to the back of the diner opens and a man in a disheveled suit steps through. Um, you look through the, the window to the kitchen and um, food is sizzling on the on the stovetops, but there's no line, sign of the line cook anymore. Your waitress similarly has disappeared. Uh, the man in the suit, he's probably in his 50s, he's balding. Um, he's got dark lines underneath his eyes. Um, he looks twitchy, really. I mean, he looks like he hasn't slept in a long time, and maybe he's been popping pills to keep him going. He sits in your boot. Uh, who was sitting beside each other? Where's the space? I'm on the end. I'm next to the entrance. Okay. He slides in beside Agent Morgan, and uh, he puts his hands on the table. He takes them away briefly, and you can see sweat marks. Clearly, his, his hands are very uh, uh, clammy. Uh, he introduces himself. I'm Agent Mason. Oh, can I hear him from where I am? Yeah, I assume you come over to the booth. Okay. This is your briefing. You should listen to this. Yeah, yeah. Well,
1: I don't know if if, if everybody's in a different booth.
3: No, no, no. You can all come together. All, right, all come together.
1: Hi, hi,
3: hi. Um, <laughs> you, you, you can you can get acquainted with one another later on. Let me get through this. I want to get out of here. I haven't slept for a long time. Sorry, sorry. I'm Agent Mason. Um, I've brought you here to brief you on Operation Iago. You are to travel to the town of Meadowbrook in New Jersey. There, you are to determine the cause of death of FBI Special Agent Arthur Donnelly. He uh, was a veteran agent of our group, um, who has been active for a number of years, dropped off our radar recently, apart from a a couple of attempts to contact the group and um, recently went to meet the maker. Uh, we'd like you to focus your attention on the house at 1206 Spooner Avenue in Meadowbrook and determine whether that represents an ongoing threat to the public. Once these two protocols have been completed, I want you to contact me. Using this burner phone And he puts a battered Nokia phone on the table And he slides it to Agent Madeline
0: Well at least we have a weapon now fellas <laughs>
1: <laughs> on the <third> 3310
3: <laughs> Agent Mason explains Agent Arthur Donnelly killed himself In the house on Spooner Avenue He went there two weeks ago Without informing his handler or without using proper protocols. Nobody knows why. Donnelly's ex-wife called the Trenton FBI office where Donnelly was stationed and reported him missing. Two agents from Trenton office checked his apartment the next day. They found that he'd left his cell phone behind. Day after that, they worked with Donnelly's cell phone provider to track his phone's recent movements. And they found a number of unexplained visits to 1206 Spooner Avenue. The next day, the agents checked Spooner Avenue house. They found Donnelly's body in the master bedroom. His throat had been cut cleanly, as if with a straight razor. His blood had drenched the walls. One of the, uh, Trenton agents, he... He said it looked like someone had set off a bomb full of blood. The, uh, agents notified Meadowbrook police, who called in the county coroner. Uh, the coroner half-heartedly ruled the death a suicide. No suicide weapon was found. Uh, significantly, though, Donnelly's death matches... Uh, closely the death of the most rener- recent owner of 1206 Spooner Avenue. Uh, one Yamila Izari. Her body was found in precisely the same circumstances 16 months
1: ago.
0: And in the same location in the house?
1: Exactly the same location. Mm. You're shitting me. We're dealing with House on Haunted Hill? That
3: is what my tabletop audio is... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> God
2: damn.
1: I thought that was just an urban legend. Um, that was in character, by the way. Of course it was. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Donnelly had, a, a, had gotten a reputation among his colleagues in the FBI of uh, suffering from depression, mood swings, he had become obsessive, was often overwhelmed by stress. These are uh, facts that were backed up by an interview with his wife. It seems he had become uh, preoccupied with the house on Spooner Avenue. This has been corroborated by uh, his movements, as I explained already, of his mobile phone, but also web searches on his internet browser. The the house does seem to have had a strange history. Um, I have not been briefed on what the details of that are, uh, but I have been told that Donnelly did try contacting the group and pushing this up the chain of command, um, but resources were not available to respond to his uh, request. It looks like something happened. He had an overwhelming emotional response and killed himself. The tragedy was reported in local newspapers, the Meadowbrook Sparrow, for one. Um, it was reported as another Spooner suicide. Uh, again, I'm, I haven't been briefed on the history of the house. You're going to have to look into this yourself. Uh, things have started to calm down. It was two weeks ago that this happened. The FBI has kind of wanted to push this under, under the rug. The last thing they need is news stories about uh, one of their agents going off the deep end and killing himself. Um, neighbors also would rather this story not go anywhere because it damages further their uh, property prices. Hmm. Having a so-called haunted house on the street. Uh, What I can offer you are some assets. There are two friendlies of our group who live in or around Meadowbrook and would be available to provide their expert services to you. Obviously give them only the information they need to know. They are not aware of the true nature of our group and they should remain in that ignorant state. They are Elizabeth Tucker. Elizabeth Tucker is an antiques dealer. She lives in Meadowbrook and Emil Yarrow. Yarrow is a parapsychologist an associate professor of abnormal psychology at Fulton College. I also have information on a potential green box which is in the Meadowbrook store it. At 819 Dulark Lane, unit 2230. I don't have a key or a serial number for this, so gaining access is up to you. You may want to inform the police about your investigation or you may want to keep it secret. Um, Two of you have law enforcement backgrounds that may allow you to falsify an official investigation into Donnelly's death. Play it however you think it's gonna play out best. Um, the group will do whatever we can to help you with that, but resources are limited, as always. I'd ask you if there was any questions, but I don't really have any more information for you. So, let's see.
0: <laughs> yes, I I do have some questions. Um... After the death of the former owner, Yamila Izari, who did the ownership of the house fall onto, do you know?
3: I don't have that information. That's something you can probably find out at the county seat.
0: And where is the body of Donnelly? Uh,
3: Donnelly's body has been buried at this point. It was two weeks ago.
0: Back with his family?
3: Yes. And if that's all, like I said... I'd like to get some sleep, although chance to be a fine thing. He slaps the table, he stands up, and he walks out the front door, and the instant he walks out the front door, your waitress reappears, coming out of the kitchen. She's got pancakes for everyone. She lays them down in front of you. She leaves.
1: Uh, what, what about my steak? I think it's uh, overdone now.
3: It was the steak you ordered? Sorry, dear. I'll, uh, I'll I'll get onto that. It's all good.
0: Um, I was waiting on some tea.
3: We don't do tea. Uh, coffee?
4: You want I some s- coffee?
0: I suppose.
4: Dirt water, finest American.
1: <laughs> Cup of joe. Uh,
0: so, Agent uh, Morgan, was it? That's right. And Michaels.
1: Wait, did we introduce ourselves?
0: I think I think uh, uh, Mason did.
1: Yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Mason used your name. Mm. That's right. Uh, it's, uh, it's a real pleasure to meet y'all.
0: Yes. Gives like a very slow nod. Mm.
1: We'll see if you think that afterwards. <laughs> now drink up, kid. Got it. <laughs>
0: Let's see if you make it out the other side.
1: Uh, I'm guessing it's not your first time on a mission?
0: Starts having flashbacks to the last mission. (laughs) (laughs) No, unfortunately not.
3: Oh, right. What uh, what might the flashback have consisted of?
0: Uh, flashes of fire, burning, screams, head explosion.
1: And a noisy neighbor. (laughs)
0: <laughs> uh, I'm pretty sure that she tried shanking the skinwalker lady. Yeah. So, yeah.
3: There was a lot of violence. There was a lot of blood, crying, screaming, flames. So, how are you guys gonna approach this?
0: One question that I, I mm-hmm. didn't—I failed to ask—where are we currently now?
3: You're in New York. Uh, you are in Brooklyn.
0: Okay. I don't know exactly where. That is—that I didn't mention that. That's actually where uh, Selena lives. Mm-hmm. So, Selena's on home turf. And where is we have to go to New Jersey. Yes. Meadowbrook in New Jersey. I know nothing about American geography.
1: It's it's not too far. Okay. No.
3: You can drive there in an
1: hour or two hours? Something okay. like that. Does anybody Sorry, got a car? To... <laughs> is yes. there
0: a skill for driving? There is. <laughs> Selena doesn't have anything in drive.
1: Uh yeah, yeah. I've I've got I've got a got A pickup truck.
0: I was gonna say, could we take the fire truck?
1: No, I don't. I don't. I don't I, I did not take my fire truck. But also, you don't know I have. Oh, I don't know
0: that you're a fireman. Yeah, yeah fair, yeah, yeah. fair, fair.
1: Although I do have my fireman gear in my pickup truck. No, I, I've got a. I've got a pickup truck. It can easily fit three people on top. What,
3: what kind of pickup truck is it? Like, is is it with two rows of seats, or is everyone sitting on a bench in the front?
1: Uh, it's got two rows of seat, but the, the the back row is quite tight because it's got a huge trunk that's bit, that's covered up and there's a bunch of climbing gear and 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 there, there might even be yeah there, there, there's also some like extra fire fireman gear that I might have. There's definitely a few uh, Native American tomahawks in there that's a little like they, they look ornamental, but they also look like someone's been having fun throwing them against uh, against a tree.
4: I think I would probably have a car as well, right? It'd be like an unmarked. I'm sure you do, cop car uh-huh. kind of thing.
3: Yeah, yeah. Lincoln Continental shit in the or something.
4: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: yeah, I'll take your word for it. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like an FBI car. Uh, does Agent Madeline have a car?
0: She has a vintage Volkswagen Beetle. Of course, she Perfect. does. <laughs> <laughs>
3: Perfect. So, any ideas on how you're going to approach this investigation? What's your cover story
1: going to be? That's, that's wait. Let me jump back. That's a super rare car in the U.S. Yeah, yeah, that's that's like a little boutique. Like she 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 had to like go and find that car. Kudos to her.
0: She's got fine taste.
1: Yeah, there you go. Real subtle. <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, we're clearly not taking my car. No. So, fellas, it seems like um, we have several leads that we maybe should hit up before we head. To the house itself, I would like to get some more background information on both this uh, Donnelly and Izari. Uh,
1: I, I, you guys, I think Mason said our, our law enforcement, you guys probably know more about this, but um, shouldn't we get uh, like an, uh, an autopsy or something?
0: Uh, well, I suppose there may be um, a report from the ME.
1: Hmm. If the
4: autopsy was faked, they uh, we might find the real one in the bureau. Y- you
1: think it was faked? They Never found known. no. They found no suicide weapon. Uh, yeah, it's true. I didn't think about that. Suicide's an
4: awful convenient, um, convenient excuse. Oh. I'm already going cowboy.
3: <laughs> 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 Don't pull back from it. Just yeah. lean in. Yeah. Let's
4: go
0: with it. Um, what? How should we approach our cover story, uh, Agent Morgan? As uh, fellow law enforcement, perhaps we don't ge- have to go into too deep cover here.
4: I could check the I could check the records from my car. I got a laptop.
1: Uh, I find that uh, usually when you're trying to do good, uh, people do good by you. Uh, <laughs> The fuck the talking
3: fucking deep but irrelevant.
1: I just mean that uh what well, why why go in why go in crazy? We can just come in and say that we're investigating the murder. It's people will usually respond to that. Suicide. 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 For now. Well, who do you want to talk to about it? Well, surely the neighbors. You could you could try. Oh, sure. Not the most approachable person, but uh I think I could do a little something.
0: We, do, we don't have the capacity to get fake IDs because he didn't give us any, right? He did not. Mm. What is our capacity for getting fake IDs?
3: Um, well, two of you are in the FBI.
0: Yes, but if we give them, like surely your FBI badge has your real name on it. It does, yeah. Mm-hmm.
4: I got a contact in the FBI. How does uh, inciting the help of Bonds work? So, uh,
3: who's your Bond in the FBI? Is uh, an intelligence correspondent that I work with a lot. Right, okay. So, one thing you might tr- uh, want to do... Is, one thing you could do is suggest to your supervisor that you would like to investigate the death of this FBI agent. No one's been investigating that. If you look on the FBI network, you find that there's very few details about the death of Agent Donnelly. Mm-hmm. As I said, the Trenton office tried to rush this under the rug. Um... But you know that for local police, it would seem completely normal for an FBI team to come and investigate this. Um, Of course, if you do that, you're using your real names, maybe not a problem. Potentially a problem, you will have to provide a report at the end of your operation to the FBI. So... Into this comes something that we didn't really get to explore beyond burning everything in the previous game that we played, which is the cover-up. Which in Delta Green often takes up about like 10% of the game at the end, is after you have defeated whatever the threat is, you have to figure out how the fuck to hide it from everyone. Uh, So you need to start thinking about that now. Um, I would tell you that to... Convince one of your supervisors to send you here under official uh, Circumstances would require a bureaucracy role
4: Okay, I can do that. I'm good at bureaucracy
3: cool uh, But first tell me what you tell the supervisor because maybe I'll give you some modifications based on how good your story is mm-hmm. uh,
4: So I get back to my car and flip open the old laptop uh, I contact uh, what's his dude's name? Uh, G- Jim Hutchins. You you emailing Jim or you're calling him? I'm calling him.
3: Hutchins here.
4: <laughs> Captain Captain. uh Who is this? <laughs> do I do we have to go through this every time? Is is Bo Shears? Ah,
3: oh, Bo oh. Shears, Bo Shears, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Mr. Okay. Bo Shears, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Again. Uh, no. I told, I'm on the phone to Bo Shears. Bring a bit. Oh, what? hang on. Bo Shears, you're going to have to hang on a second. Oh, yeah. Christ. Two Shears. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and give, give me those, those cookies. You know the ones that I, I really like? Thank you. Bo Shears, what is it a book <laughs> I do for you? <laughs>
4: uh, look, I found a, I found a new lead for that, um, that murder case I was, I was looking into. I'm wondering if you can uh, s- get me in with the local police forces, send me down uh, on official business. It always makes things easy, I see.
3: Uh, which, which local force? Where, where are you talking about? Give me some fucking details. Look, here. This okay, is real. not a fucking mind reader.
4: Jesus Christ, okay.
0: <laughs> 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 so aggro. Get off my <laughs> back. shoes <Okay, I'm> <laughs> are off the case. Now tell me which case was it? <laughs>
4: now, you know I've been looking into the uh the possible link murders of uh of of uh, Brian Badger and <laughs> Carol Cardman.
3: <laughs>
4: <laughs> down in uh, New... the alliteration
3: Killer, yeah. Yeah, yeah,
4: yeah, you know the guy. <laughs> down in the uh, Down in New Jersey. It's been another death. Yeah heard a little about it from, uh, from contacts in the, in the bureau already. Someone already investigated, they wrote it off as a suicide. Uh, I think there's something worth looking into. All
3: right. oh right, you've never been wrong before, so I'll let you away this time. What do you need from me?
4: I happen to know they're trying to cover this up, or I have an inkling they're trying to cover this up. So uh, perhaps a false identity would help.
3: Do you think we are the CIA? This is the FBI. You use your real name, Lawman.
4: <clears throat> Come on, you're busting my balls here. Help me out. You'd you said it yourself. I'm never wrong. <laughs>
3: <laughs> Give me a bureaucracy role, <laughs> but you're not getting a fake ID because he's an FBI okay. director.
4: <laughs> well, 59. I got success.
3: Excellent. Yeah. Uh, you managed to convince him to. Um, give you orders to go to Meta- uh, Meadowbrook and investigate potential connection between the suicide of Agent Donnelly and the deaths of...
0: The alliteration killer. killer. <laughs> <Regular laughs> <embarrassing laughs> Larry Badger and
3: <laughs> Carol uh, Because you, ah. gen- you, you tend to track serial killers, right? So this is not unusual for you.
0: Uh, question. Are we considering the alliteration killer an actual active killer right now?
3: Oh, he's very serious. He seems active, yeah.
0: Because very likely that Selena would have a profile on him.
3: Oh, yeah. Possibly.
4: What's your uh, name again? <laughs> Selena Sears. <laughs> you going down it's, there? It's oh.
0: Agent Madeline to you. Uh, <laughs> Selena Goodwill. It's Agent <laughs> Madeline.
3: You heading down there on your own, pochers?
4: Uh Listing the help of a couple of civvies, knowledgeable in the area, family, friends, she's alike. like. F- she's FBI. She, he doesn't know that. Just what, do you want me to say, actually? Well, well yeah, because we then I also,
0: I also need permission to, <laughs> yeah, 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 to go yeah. on the kiss.
4: Are uh, you familiar with an agent? What's your name?
0: Well, my, my actual name is Selena Goodwill.
4: Yeah, but i got to have a name. i got to tell my captain.
0: <laughs> well, we're going in official capacity, so I would give him my real name. Yeah. Uh, good, goodwill. It's Selena Goodwill.
3: Agent Goodwill. I'm going to say, dunk the cookies for me. i <laughs> <laughs> <Pretty> shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Goodwill. Good. Oh yeah, profile. I I uh, saw she did some good uh, some good work.
4: Yeah, yeah, real hot shit.
3: She uh, yeah, she profiled uh, that last serial killer you were tracking. What was his name?
4: Uh, the the, the, he- the Crimson Caramel. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Not the Ellipsis Strangler. Nah
4: <laughs> no, no that, that was a couple years back.
3: <laughs> the Licorice Strings Strangler.
0: <laughs> uh,
3: all right, well, uh, yeah, you'll have the uh, orders in a few hours. I'll uh, I'll send them on up to the Trenton office and ask them to uh, give you whatever assistance you need.
4: Perfect. Enjoy your fucking donuts.
3: It's a fucking cookie, Boshears. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> he hangs up. I don't know what your relationship prior to this has been with this guy, but it was antagonistic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you said <laughs> the fucking tone.
1: No, no, no. The other thing uh, I like is, is if you're worried about your accent going Western, don't worry. It hasn't. It's gone full Eastern, but you're going higher up. It's kind of like Chicago, New Jersey <laughs> now. Uh, <laughs> stick with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I travel a lot. It changes. <laughs> I'm
0: just imagining that that cartoon you want to say, say what you got, say.
1: <laughs> a <laughs> uh, couple of wise guys, eh? <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm not oh, Jimmy.
0: A wise guy, Yeah. <laughs>
3: Uh, So you have an official FBI investigation that you can follow. Um, You've got some guy from the National Park Service. They don't know where you're from, though.
1: No. Uh,
3: So you're just going to...
1: So so you guys are FBI? Well, what made you think that? Well, I I figured since I sat here, whilst you guys just had that conversation, it was a bit of a dead giveaway. Wow, this is some serious stuff, huh? Well, what Uh, what do you do? What's your story? Uh, firefighter for the NPS. Yeah. Uh, that, might, that might be useful. I, y- y- you need me to save you from a fire? I'm your man. You need me to carry somebody out? I'm your man. You need me to clear something out? I'm your man.
0: Well, on my last mission, we were pulled together because we were the ones closest. Let's hope that that wasn't the reason for pulling us together this time.
1: Oh. No, I, 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 I came all the way down from Maine. Was that far? But I don't then think I'm potentially closer.
0: they have put us together for a reason, fellas.
1: So should we get on with it? Or? Let's
3: do it. Yes. You um, gonna drive to? You could have drive to New Jersey to Meadowbrook?
1: Uh, do you guys want to jump in my car or uh, we we splitting up? Uh, I got equipment in here. I'll drive myself. All right. You're all gonna have a ride if you want.
0: What kind of cars do you have again?
1: It's a black car.
0: <laughs> <laughs> a black
1: car-shaped vehicle. Yeah. <laughs> I said truck, but it's it's not so much truck as it, as it is a four by four with like a big heavy back kind of filled with like camping equipment and whatnot. Uh, I, I'm sure I can make some space in the back uh, for whatever your stuff needs. It's it's good, it's safe. I,
0: I would say that you perhaps have a little bit more leg room, so.
1: Oh yeah, I know for sure, for mm. sure. I mean, when you're driving six, eight, 12 hours, to get to your favorite base jumping spot, like you need a you need a comfortable car.
3: So where are you all heading first?
1: Oh yeah, uh, what and are and we... are you all heading
3: to the same place?
0: Well, yeah, that was going to be my question. Like the the contacts <laughs> that we were given, uh, are they also based in Meadowbrook? Uh,
3: they were in way. or around
1: Meadowbrook. Yes, I'm, I'm not you sure. Mean the, what...
3: the two friendlies,
1: yeah, the two yeah. friendlies. I'm not sure what help. They are right now. I'm sure. I'm sure. As we get to know more, we'll want to approach them. But right now, I'm not sure that they're going to be able to tell us anything. When we don't know that much either.
0: Then I would suggest perhaps it would behoove us to um, head to the Meadowbrook Paper. It was the uh, Meadowbrook Sparrow. Ooh,
1: that sounds good. And behoove. I like. Uh, I like your vocabulary there, Missy.
0: She puts up her glasses. is <laughs> <with> that very <laughs> anime? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
4: You know, uh, the parapsych might be a good port of call. There's been several deaths in this place. Chances are he's done a bit of research. Oh, wow. That was a thing or two. Might even have records. Mm.
0: Oh, uh, sorry. I I heard like a psychiatrist, behavioral psychiatrist. No,
3: parapsychologist.
0: Oh,
1: okay. What's a a parapsychologist? Like a paranormal. Someone who uh, investigates the paranormal. What, like one of those like TV? Yeah, like a ghost hunter. God damn, man, we are pulling all the stops on this thing.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yes, gentlemen, I would suggest our first port of call should be the newspaper. What do we think?
4: Do we want to get the newspaper involved straight away? They got a a bit of a a habit of getting their noses dirty when we don't
3: want them. Just before you go to the newspaper, think about what your search parameters would be at this point.
0: Actually, then... More the point would be maybe going to the library to look at archives. Mm. Ooh. That would, that had be my thought.
1: Good idea. Uh, the body, the autopsy, right?
0: Yes, I'm assuming that it, the autopsy was probably done at the local ME's office.
3: <clears throat> the county coroner took care of it. He was the one who declared it a suicide. Yeah,
0: he's
4: mm.
3: worth talking to.
0: Definitely want to be having some words with him.
3: Are we, are we going to split up, or...? theater um lead that you got you asked me about finding out about ownership of the house and you would find the records on that at the county seat. you saying seat seat. Yes. Right. Mm.
0: Um I th- I think that we should split up once we get there. I I would personally like to go to the look at the newspaper archives.
1: Mm. And uh, should we declare ourselves to the local authorities since we've got official backing now?
0: I'd say let's let's give them time. We let's poke around a little bit first. If awesome. they get their noses in our business, then we can flash our badges.
1: Let me give you your your deputy's badge while you're working with me. Well,
0: <laughs> is it I like do, a like a plastic yeah. sheriff's badge? <laughs> a I plastic do I
1: do work for for the NPS. It is an official government branch. Uh,
0: um, what is the NPS?
1: The the National Park Service.
0: Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs>
1: Uh, we do great work, man. Uh, I mean, you guys chase after what goes bump in the night, but uh, I assure you that uh, there's plenty of danger out there that goes bump in the middle of the day. You ever wrestled with a bear? Have you? No, but I heard it's bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I've I've heard that potentially uh, wrestling with my with my tiger could be quite the equivalent of you a have a tiger. Bear. <laughs> He's almost a tiger, oh. yes.
3: It's your stuff in so, FBI. do you want to drop into the... Yes, let's, I ma-
0: d- let's drive. I, I imagine
3: sorry. you would drop by the Trenton FBI office as a courtesy call since yes. uh, you'll be running the operation out of there. Yeah,
4: I said, since I've got permission to... What do you, Well, what do you think? Because you been maybe know a little bit more. Since we've got permission to v- investigate this suicide, do you think they would be willing to just hand over? They're clearly trying to hide it. Yeah, so exactly, because this is going to be my
0: question. If we present ourselves to the FB, local FBI that they've potentially tried to cover up, that they're probably not going to be particularly friendly to us. Right,
4: that's what I'm thinking, but maybe Fabio. Are
1: you asking the GM to, to... Yeah. To no,
4: I'm not asking him to give anything away, just like because I'm not... Uh, I don't you're more familiar with the agencies and how the sure. system works and stuff. Just, yeah, I mean, you're FBI. My character I think this is a to reasonable you
3: You're all colleagues. Yeah. Um, Would
0: do, 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 um, Is there, like, a, a level of ranking between, like, local FBI agents and people from, like, Quantico and other major parts of the organization? Like, can we pull rank?
3: Uh... On the local FBI office? No, not really. Okay. You can pull rank on the local police, right. but uh, you're all agents. Um, I mean, these guys wouldn't always be in this field office. They are also from Quantico. Okay. Um, you know, they're just working here for a few years or whatever.
0: Okay.
3: Um, so, yeah, what do you find out at the Trenton office? Well, first of all, um, you are introduced to uh, one of the agents who formerly worked with Agent Donnelly. Uh, one agent Schmonalee.
0: <laughs> can you can you repeat that, please? <laughs>
3: uh, no, it is agent Agent Cunningham. Uh, agent Cunningham worked with Donnelly in the past. Um, he doesn't have a whole lot of information so I'm just going to give it to you briefly Uh, he hasn't worked with him closely for a couple of years Um, the last couple of years last 18 months maybe Donnelly became withdrawn Um, his work on other cases kind of started to to drift in terms of quality and commitment Um, he seemed distracted by something else um yeah, but apart from that, he was a good man. He was a dedicated agent up until that point. Um, he he believed in the mission. Um, yeah, that's about all he's got to say about it. It was pretty sad. His wife was a nice woman. Um, she was pretty broken up. But uh, reading between the lines, she had obviously kind of made her peace with losing her husband some time ago because he had become completely withdrawn from their relationship. Um, she wasn't entirely surprised by what happened, perhaps, as she watched her husband uh, decline. Apart from telling you about Donnelly, he fills you in on the details. Police Chief Michael Buffington is the head of police in Meadowbrook. Uh, he's a forty-two-year-old man who's been in office for one year in Meadowbrook. He's pretty no-nonsense, by-the-book kind of guy.
0: Did you say Buffington?
3: Yeah. <laughs> um he is known to be pretty good and dry couldn't dry uh, no gray areas he is um he's a lawman mm. but uh someone you can count on any interactions we've had with him so far have been uh pretty pleasant and helpful yeah what are the questions do we want to ask uh do you know
4: you, you used to work with uh with donnelly that's right you know, when he got interested in this uh, Spooner Avenue place, heard a few things about it, but seems uh, awful convenient.
3: Yeah, it looks like uh, it looks like this came up on his radar uh, about eighteen months ago. Um, when I checked his uh, internet activity, um, he had been looking into the owners of the house. Um, one Yamila Isari, who we know committed suicide. I don't know if you heard, but uh, the uh, particulars of her suicide and Donley's suicide, um, scarily similar. Uh, I don't know what was going on there. Maybe he became obsessed with this woman and copied her demise. I, I, I don't know. It was pretty fucking weird. I don't understand it.
0: Cunningham. You say suicide. However, from what we understand, there was no implement for committing suicide found with Donnelly.
3: Yeah, that's right. Uh, The uh, county coroner, Elmer Perkin, county coroner, uh, signed it off as a suicide. Um, I got the impression he wasn't too happy about that. Yeah, because there was no weapon found. Uh... These things happen, Um, maybe kids got into the house, uh, found it and made off with it, some kook was watching the house, I don't know, people steal things, things disappear, things get misplaced, maybe one of the local cops fucked up.
0: But you don't think it's a case, potentially, where he'd been coerced to rule it as a suicide? or?
3: You mean the coroner? Yes. I'd be really surprised at that hmm. uh, Like I said, Buffington uh, would have been leading the investigation And he's, uh, he, uh, he doesn't fuck around, that guy okay?
0: I see And do you know if also a, an instrument was found In the supposed suicide of Yamila Izari?
3: That I do not know
0: hmm.
3: uh, You'd need to look into that um, I guess the coroner might know about that too Maybe the local newspapers.
0: Understood. Oh, I don't have
1: a file on it. I'm afraid. I, I'm not there, but it'd be really great if somebody asked if there was any weird event that preceded the 18 months before his death. Like, is something weird that happened? I'm just
0: saying. At, at this point, uh, w- Agent Michaels walks in.
1: Oh, <laughs> oh hi there. <laughs>
0: We we ran out of jelly beans in the car.
1: Yes. Uh, well, yeah. I was thinking about making a run for the uh, for the local store. Uh, hi, uh, Michael here. What's going on with you, kid?
3: Look at look at my eyes. You hopped up, kid. You high? <laughs> oh, never You're doing off for the job. jelly beans, is it?
1: Ne- ne- never for the job, sir. <laughs> now I take that stuff way too seriously. How you doing? Uh, not bad. I-, I wanted to know um, if there was any weird event that preceded the 18 months of uh, Agent Dunley's downfall. What do you mean by weird? By any, anything unusual that set him off in this path. Unusual? Good heavens, I don't know. Did something traumatic happen to him? Son, we're in the FBI.
3: We don't do unusual. We are...
1: <laughs> gray.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Madeline shoes a look at Mason. <laughs> Tied a line, and uh, well, I guess he he started acting a little bit strange. But uh, like I said, I uh, I don't really know what that was about. He seems to have maybe become obsessed with this Emilia Sari. Why I don't
1: know. Thank Pot-
0: you. Potentially a question for the wife.
1: By the sounds of it, she was. Uh She was feeling the estrangement already, but yeah, Yeah, definitely.
3: It looked like their relationship had broken down somewhat. Mm -hmm. Not officially, but certainly speaking
1: to his wife, she didn't seem to know much about his recent life. Did they they split up before the the past 18 months?
3: No, no, no. He, uh, He was still maintaining a home. He was still domiciled with
1: his legal partner domiciled and domesticated.
0: Can I do some kind of profiler scan of Cunningham and see if he's being legit with us?
3: There's no need. He is okay. Completely down the line
0: yet? because okay. we got. I got the impression that the the look left were covering it up, like the details of the case. So.
3: Um, there was no. I mean, this guy's just an agent, so oh, he wouldn't okay. have decided what a, when a, whether an investigation happens or not. Ah, uh, okay. Cunningham who was in charge of this investigation was the fbi involved from the start uh we were not brought in as anything but consult to consult with the uh local pd um it's i mean the coroner declared it a suicide um i think it was maybe there was something else we not looking at but someone up the chain didn't want it looked at i guess i mean like FBI agents aren't supposed to go off the deep end. It uh, could be a big embarrassment for the agency. You know, we're, we're supposed to be the people you can depend on.
4: You are. Now, Cunningham, uh, well, I think we'll, get, we'll pay a visit to this corner of yours. Um, you uh, you stay peachy, eh? We might come back later. Gives you finger guns.
0: <laughs> um, it's what? a
3: typical FBI greeting.
0: <laughs> <laughs> to town! <laughs> Uh, Cunningham, just one last question. Are you aware of um, Donnelly having any personal connections with members in the town?
3: Uh, Donnelly had been living in Meadowbrook for some years, so I imagine he had some connections.
0: But you're not aware of any?
3: None in particular, no. None beyond whatever social connections he might have had. Um, I'm not, nothing's coming to mind that would be significant.
0: Okay, thank you. All right, let's get you some jelly beans.
1: Right on. Maybe some uh, spicy Doritos or Cool Doritos. There's a There's a Jelly Belly bean outlet down the, uh, the street.
0: <laughs> yeah, I was imagining there was going to be like one of those coin operated yeah. like yeah. Uh, gashapon machines that's yeah. just going to like make loose jelly beans.
4: <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> All right. What's next?
4: I think we should pay a visit
1: to the corner. Hmm. You want to do that first? Do we want to do that first? Well, or? we could
4: split up and search for clues, as they
1: say. Mmm. Mmm. Mmm.
3: Mmm. So what do, you, what do you want to find out? I have a suspicion. I think
4: we all have a suspicion that the coroner was coerced. I want to just have a conversation with him
1: and see if I can maybe have him slip anything up. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I would think the coroner knows if, if you're pulling a knife this way, or if you're pulling a knife across. Yeah, if you're pulling a knife on yourself, it's probably going to be a different dent. And if someone's pulling it on you, I, I don't know. I'm not an expert on this stuff. But how would you rule it a suicide? Uh, uh, I'm guessing by the uh, indent. The angle, right? right? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, and
4: someone should go talk to the cops as well. Well, maybe it's best for the profiler to go talk to the... The coroner, if we think he's lying. All right. And then I can go talk to the police chief and see who was in charge of the investigation and what what was happening, what went on. Sure. And then. I'll drive.
0: So you're just going to be our chauffeur?
1: <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> well, you're a people person. Why don't you go talk to the newspaper? Uh, I study people, you know, and I try to give back to communities. There's
0: Elizabeth Tucker, the antiques collector. She's well, one she of the friendlies. She's one of the friendlies.
1: No, no, I know, I know. I I I I, uh, f- I think I think with the friendlies it's best mm-hmm. for us to approach them when we have a question for them. What yeah. What yeah, about
4: uh yeah. what about a parapsychologist? find some stuff out about this about the house. There's got to be lots of local information on it. I I'd, I'd rather go ask the uh the neighbors. Go ask the neighbors. That's All a right. par- that's a perfectly good. <laughs> Let's do that.
3: Canvas neighbors is the Number one rule of
1: investigation. Indeed, right? That and the uh, and the the wife or the husband, right? Because mm-hmm. it's usually- Wife did it. Yeah, Called exactly. it, wife yeah. did it. Nailed it.
4: Okay, which one will we do first? Can I just point out really quickly, the what's the lady's name who killed herself? Uh, Yamila Isari. Is it a coincidence that we brought up the alliteration killer earlier?
3: Yeah.
0: <laughs> Wait, how are you spelling Yamila Isari?
3: With two Ys? No. It's a it's a Y and an I. Uh, uh
0: you were hearing it as Izari.
3: I don't know,
4: Izari could be have a Y at the start. Okay. Probably. Right. I, don't, I can't say it's a name I see a lot.
0: <laughs> uh since me and Mike were mostly in that scene, why don't we start with Charles?
1: Mm-hmm. going to the neighbors. Alright. Walking then.
3: Uh 1206 Spooner Avenue is on a cul-de-sac. Uh it's the last house as you turn
1: around. Mm-hmm. It's um Is there a bunch of houses facing the cul-de-sac or are they quite well spaced?
3: Uh they have quite a bit of space between okay. them, but they're I mean they're, it's a normal suburban sort of l- setup mm. you might expect to see. What's the lawn look Middle, like? Mid, like middle mid or middle class
1: suburban neighborhood is it, is it like a, a what are they called elizabethan elizabethan house
0: elizabethan
1: Elizabethan house is that what they're called you know like the classic uh from like psycho with the, all the weird oh parts. yeah no, no 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 it's not that
3: that would be gothic revival okay sure i looked up a lot of architecture stuff for <laughs> <laughs> there
1: you go yeah it's funny those things were super popular and now they're like yeah uh no so what does this house look like
3: so, uh, if you come to Spooner Avenue, mm-hmm. 1206, as I said, it's at the end of the yeah. show. It's a one-story, kind of a gothic revival... Oh, it is. A um, house you can see... I mean, it, it looks like it's reasonably recently mm. enough been renovated. It's got a, a large lawn. Mm-hmm. Um, it's overgrown at the moment. Okay. And a driveway. The house is on either side of it. There are... There's another four houses in this cul-de-sac. Um, they're all of various, varying uh, designs. None of them are matching exactly. Uh, some are two stories. Twelve of sixes is one story.
0: But just If we're imagining the cul-de-sac, where on the curve is... Of course, it's the one at the tip of the... And then there's two on either side? Is it equally spread like that?
1: All right. Oh, I get some camets in. Uh, this is some real... Medieval horror thing going on here. All right, cool. Uh, yeah, the the, the 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 lawn seems overgrown right now. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, what about the other houses? Are they are they more? Are they modern?
3: Uh, I wouldn't say that they're modern, but they're looked after.
1: Right. Right. But are, are they also in the Gothic revival?
3: No, they're no. they're very ex- like these were clearly different lots that people purchased and right. built their own houses on.
1: Yeah, fair dudes. Uh I mean rock and roll, let's do the house let's do the rounds real quick. Pick a house. Hey. First door on the left, please. Right beside 1206 or right at the besides, start of yeah, the day. First outside. door on the left, yeah. Right besides.
3: I... Yeah, you knock on the door. No answer for a moment. Maybe you give another knock and uh, you hear... Um,
1: I'm going to hit all four houses, by the way. So.
3: Yeah. Right. You hear uh, a voice coming from down the hallway. Oh. Just a minute. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. And you can hear like a tap, tap, tap of a of a walking stick coming down the, oh, exactly. the hallway. And uh, a very old man opens the door.
1: He says, yes. Uh, can I help you it's late morning right uh by this stage it's probably late early, morning yeah or early afternoon yeah yeah uh. Hey, uh, 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 good morning sir I I hate to be bothering you like this uh I'm I'm actually th- I have
3: nothing else to do
1: oh well good I'm an old man <laughs> well if there's any way I can help you you let me know now uh but uh, I'm hoping you can help me I'm I'm a uh, part of a special task. Uh, investigation to look into your house next door at 1206 and uh, we're just trying to get a little understanding of the the land of what people know, what people think anything can help me really just get a little insight as to uh, what's been going on
3: and you are with the police is it?
1: oh uh, indeed but I'm not police sorry I'm I'm, uh, I'm, I'm just a, a helper, an assistant if you will an uh, assistant
3: of the police?
1: You can think of me as a deputy, uh, but no, not, not of the police per se. I, I don't know if I should say this, but I'm actually working for the FBI as a consultant. Yeah, it's it's a pretty big deal, to be honest. Federal
3: you. BI. Do you have any identification, Sonny?
1: Oh well, I, I all I've got is is, is my is my badge. Uh, uh, technically, I'm I'm a firefighter. And I'd be happy to show you this for the NPS. I've got my badge with me. Uh, uh, but like I said, I, I'm only working as an informant. Very, very confusing.
3: Well, I, 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 I'm not quite certain I fully comprehend your cover story, Sonny. Not, not,
1: <laughs> not, a, not a cover story, sir. Why don't you give me
3: a Persuade roll?
1: Oh, great, because I'm not good at persuading.
3: <laughs> um, it's not necessary to know exactly what to do. If you know exactly what to do or you have a good idea, well, then either you'll get an automatic pass or a good modifier. But if, like, you don't know what to do and you don't come up with a good story, then I'll get you to roll.
1: I thought my... I didn't... I said the truth. <laughs> it, it was kind of... Uh, Glitchy. The, <laughs> <laughs> <That's where I'm. laughs> the truth oh is God. pretty sus. <laughs> yeah, the truth is pretty sus. <laughs> oh, my God, the dice. What is eight.
3: your Persuade, by the way? 20. Oof. Uh You know, this guy is old and
1: infirm. I'll give you a plus 10. Uh, it. I thought I thought that was a ten. It was a seventy. <laughs> it's a seventy-one out of thirty. That's no good.
3: Well, well, I tell you, I I I'd be very happy to help in any way, but I, I, I'm sure you understand. I can't just talk to anyone. I'm gonna need to see some kind of uh, some kind of identification. Yes,
1: I- clearly. Hold on here. I'm gonna pull out my. Uh, nps badge give me a look roll yeah where's my look On the- uh, it's it's just 50
3: 50 so 50 and down you pass oops I pass I he, he he starts checking his his pockets and he all right god damn glasses he, he yeah, well, this this all looks in order. Obviously, come on in, come on in. I was just making coffee. It's very kind of you.
1: Uh, cool. Uh, I I, just, sorry, I mean, I, I really hate to take any. Did
3: you say tea? Oh, well, I, I can make tea if you're that way inclined. But,
1: what do you What do you, you got? look like a, you
3: such a butch guy. I thought
1: coffee would. Uh, <laughs> coffee <laughs> it is. Listen, it's it's a bad form of me. <laughs> To ever turn down a drink when it's offered, but uh, uh, like I said, uh, we're—I'm—I'm—I'm we're, I'm, I'm really just a consultant, and I'm just trying to grab as much information as I can.
3: I understand, but I'm 90 years old. I can't yeah. stand here all day. Come in here right, and just uh, right. sit down with really. me. Cheers, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so, 1206 Spooner Avenue. You're mm-hmm. investigating, huh? Well, what, uh,
1: what are you looking into? Uh, Well, we heard there's uh, there's been a string of suicides, and uh, we're just wondering... string is one way to uh, describe it, yeah. Suicides and murders.
3: The dead house, we call it around here. dead house? (laughs) (laughs) The dead house, yeah. It sounds dramatic, but I've lived here for 70 years, and I've seen a lot of things go in and outside of the house. The dead house seems pretty appropriate to me, to be honest with you. I mean, I don't go saying that to anyone else on that street. They're all so concerned about their property prices and their resale value. They won't tell you shit. Oh, damn. Bunch I, of fucking ingrates. P- Ingrites! Mar-
1: <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, don't get
3: me started on those fuckers. <laughs>
1: Uh, what's, what's the name of the associations that like uh, get together homeowners homeowners like the, <laughs> yeah, the street homers yeah. association giving you grief, sir.
3: Yeah the, What what color would you say my front
1: door was uh, Green yeah exactly they said it was turquoise oh my god is turquoise even a real color I don't know what the fuck turquoise is you don't see turquoise in nature this do you? is green it's green Anyway uh, I'm with you there sir the
3: dead house. What can I tell you about it?
1: Well, I, 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 I mean, all why all we know, all we know is this, there was an agent Dunley uh, recently, and then before that, it was a uh, Yamila Asari. Yeah, yeah, a Persian woman. Oh wow, Persian, interesting.
3: Uh, or Iranian. I don't know what they call oh, it these days.
1: Who knows, right? Uh, <laughs> um. But you called beautiful,
3: it beautiful, beautiful woman. I'm sure. Gorgeous furniture. Right. You would want to see her. It took days to move in all her furniture. Beautiful stuff. furniture. She, was,
1: she must have been very wealthy. Oh well, that's 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 good to know. But uh, they took it, it all out again, of course. They did. Well, yeah, she didn't need it. Dead. <laughs> She's <was> dead. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, uh, any 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 other murders, deaths, suicides before that?
3: oh yeah yeah yeah
1: Don' kidding of, me I
3: mean I can't remember them all my brains not what it used to be but yeah uh, I guess uh you could uh someone at the newspaper be able to help you really yeah maybe or uh yeah there's got to be records or something but yeah there's been a lot of deaths there murders, suicides, just people going fucking crazy geez louise
1: and always uh, it's a bad it's cursed house i'd it's say it's a cursed house any any strange noises happening uh, oh is it always the the owner of the house
3: no no there was uh... let me see now there was uh, well i mean the last woman she was the owner and she killed herself the poor, poor crying, woman but indeed. for that um, um name lawyer he was uh, Tycroft Tycroft Lewis Tycroft That was his name uh, Shot himself
1: Shot himself yep. So it's not always the same death Per se What do you mean same well, death uh, We heard that the last one Cut his own neck Pretty morbid huh? did
3: not, That did not make it into the papers oh. I don't think so Well well I'll dine out on that information (laughs)
1: But you heard the shot Uh,
3: For Tycroft? Yeah No, no, that was uh, That was (sighs) That was nearly 20 years ago Uh, I I think I was probably at work that day I remember coming home though And seeing the cop car outside uh, Mm.
1: You don't say
3: Yeah, yeah Lived there on his own I think he'd been uh, divorced from his wife Local people Yeah Local people, yeah. But, uh, Good
1: people?
3: I don't know. A lawyer? Are any lawyers? It's stakes in the grass. I don't yeah. know. I had a lawyer around here talking about my fucking door again. Oh my God. They sent it. The damn Homeowners Association sent a lawyer's letter to me.
1: Laver. Ball washing bastards.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Care more about the lawns and actually making things happen. I, I, yeah, I, yeah. I, but, uh,
3: yeah, there's been a string of people in and out. So many owners, I can't... Keep, it's never been empty that house.
1: Never been emptied? No. You're uh, still, still able to people, sell
3: it? Uh, yeah, it, it goes on sale for a month or two, and it gets snapped up. Uh-huh. I can't tell you why. It looks as ugly as sin, if you ask me. Agreed. The old Wheeler House, they used to call it. Wheeler Wheeler House. Wheeler yeah. house. yeah, I believe... Some... That was before my time. Mm. Some guy
1: by the name of Wheeler built it. Wow. For his wife. Whoa. And what happened to his wife? Oh I I, I don't know. Uh, that that sounds like something the local library might tell me.
3: Uh, I I I don't know anything about
1: that. Uh, this is actually. What's a, your human? Twenty it just a kindly old man. It's just a kindly <laughs> old man. Who? Wheeler or no, this, this guy? guy. This Sorry. guy. Uh, I, 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 let me ask you something. Uh, uh, is it always just a single death?
3: One at a time. I mean, huh? yeah. I don't. I don't. Rem,
1: don't remember. There's never been a family that lived in there.
3: Oh, there's been families. Yeah. 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 But yeah, usually just the one that There was. So sad. Oh, I think they were Canadian. Oh. Canadian family. This was years ago. Mm-hmm. Years ago, maybe uh, before the war. Before the war. Before the war in Vietnam. Back that far. In the 60s, early 60s, maybe. Toure. <sighs> Toure was the, of the family. That was real sad. Her uh, little boy died. Yeah, and the mother she just went crazy. She just went plumb crazy. daughter took her and
1: they headed back to Montreal. Oh, yeah, the loss of a child is always tough, tough on a family. <sighs> Anybody else you think I, I should uh, talk to on on this uh, on this road? Uh,
3: Mrs. Klasky probably knows more than me. She's been here. For- for
1: eighty years, I think. Mm. She's old and crazy as shit, though. What's the color of her door? She is uh... Oh, it's fucking green.
3: Whatever color there's supposed to be green. <laughs> she's just across the road. She's across oh, the no, road? No, she's 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 next to me, right here. Okay. To the left. He points
1: to the left. Hmm, sir, I. I I'm Thank you very much. You've you definitely given me something to bring back to uh, the gray man I work for. Well, glad to be of service. Uh, and uh, thank you for the coffee. It's uh, mighty strong stuff you've given me. <laughs>
3: <laughs> You're welcome.
1: You can take that with you if you want. Uh, the mug
3: too? Yeah, I still stole it. It doesn't matter. <laughs>
1: Cheers. Thank you.
3: <laughs> Let yourself out. I'm too fucking old to get up.
1: <laughs> you got it, sir. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: shall we go to. You were going to the police department? Yes. And you were going to. ME. The coroner. What does ME stand for? Medical, Medical examiner. examiner. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Let's go to the cops. Stands first. for me. Me. Me, 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 me. <laughs> Um, ring, the ring. Meadowbrook Police Department is in a two-story building downtown. Um, you park in the car park. There's probably, let's see, it's it's around about one PM. Maybe three uh, patrol cars are parked here. Uh, one was leaving just as you drove in Uh, but you don't get the impression that there's many more it's not a big car park like you don't get the impression that the the police department is all that big Um, the receptionist uh, greets you and she calls uh, the police chief on the intercom and uh, he comes out to the reception area um, sees your badge and invites you into his office Um, he's 42 He's wearing a, uh, a cl- very clean, well-pressed police uniform. Uh, he's got a 357 Magnum on his uh, hip, and he offers you a coffee and sits down. And uh, he uh, asks you, "Well, what can I, uh, what can I do for you, Agent?" Well,
4: first of all, yeah, I'll take it black. Thank you very much. As strong as it comes, the only way we got it. Perfect. So, uh, Captain Buffington is it? Pleasure to make your acquaintance. Uh, Agent, Agent Boshi is from a uh, agency up in. Uh, I didn't decide. <laughs> Give New me York. a town. New York. Uh, I, I, I've come to town uh, following, following a lead I found uh, has led me to look at this case here on uh, 1206 Spooner Avenue. Better age and went missing. Oh, uh, the Donnelly case. Yeah, yeah, That's yeah. One. Weird one that.
3: I'm just wondering if you could share
4: with me what uh, what you uncovered. Any th- any information you uncovered in your investigation? Any uh, any loose ends? Any anything?
3: Sure, I'll tell you what I know, but I don't know a whole lot to be honest. Which it was kind of a kind of a strange one. Were you in charge of the investigation? I was. Yeah. Um, Donley. Uh, Yeah, he was working out at the Trenton FBI field office. Uh, He also lived relatively locally. Uh, I think his home was just a couple of miles outside of Meadowbrook. He, um, yeah, he disappeared. He was reported missing by his wife uh, to the FBI field office. A couple of agents investigated. Uh, They did not find him uh, um, anywhere, but when they... uh, When they looked into his movements by tracking his cell phone, they found that he had spent a lot of time at 1206 Spooner Avenue. Um, Kind of a half infamous house in these parts. I've heard a lot of kids tell ghost stories about it. uh, Halloween, it's a pretty active place. Uh, Kids trying to break in and shit. Do their Ouija boards and whatever the fuck they're doing. Um, Yeah, a load of bullshit. Uh, Uh, Donnelly uh, apparently committed suicide. Uh, Our county coroner... What's his fucking name again? (laughs) Elmer Perkin. Very good man. Um, He ruled it a suicide. Uh, He said it looked like it had been done with a straight razor. We could not... Uh, locate the weapon but uh, I figured maybe some of the ghost hunting kids had broken in and uh, stolen it there were no signs of um, break in though uh, maybe Dunley left the door open who knows um, yeah it was, uh, it was a strange one uh, now I heard that
4: uh, the local news agency the Sparrow
3: Mm-hmm.
4: now they uh had a few columns on this story when it came out i'm wondering what kind of information made it to paper and where they got the information from
3: it was a lot of conjecture to be honest with you uh, my department is pretty close-lipped uh, pretty tight-lipped uh, we played this close to our chests um, in deference to your own agency we understood that uh, such an unfortunate event um, uh, potentially connected to the breakdown of one of your agents wouldn't look too good in the papers so yeah we kept it uh out of the papers as much as possible but of course journalists they they catch things and they picked up on it yeah they uh they went with this story uh, another spooner suicide in reference to the uh well i i don't know the details on this myself but apparently there's been a, a string of suicides uh, connected to that house um I can't say that the suicides are connected uh, beyond um, you, you uh, I assume you're aware of the similarity between uh, Donnelly's suicide and uh, the previous owner's suicide. Yeah. I heard about it. Yeah. My uh, theory is he became obsessed with this woman. Um, perhaps had been stalking him. We believe he was estranged from his wife. Perhaps there was an affair going on. Uh, we haven't had found any hard evidence on that, but it's always got something to do with sex. Uh, he became obsessed with this woman. After she had killed herself, he did a copycat act. Uh, kind of weird, but not impossible to believe. Well, the copycats are to the kill themselves. It's a bit unusual for you to- I'm not a I'm not a, a profiler but it was all we could put together. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, okay, Mr. Buffington. i guess you got nothing else to share.
3: Uh yeah, I I, I really like to help you more. Um but uh, Dunley was like a, like a ghost. He did not leave traces of anything. It was real weird. Usually, you'd find a man's office and like his notes and a journal or something, something to give you some insight into what he was thinking. But this guy, no, he was. It was like yeah. Uh, it was like there's a there was an Agent Donnelly who was just like a, a facade he was presenting to the world, and whoever he was beyond that, shrouded in mystery. Um you want more information on the the particulars of the debt, you can go talk to the coroner I can I can give him a call and ask him to uh share some details with you um he uh yeah you you want more information on the house I'd recommend going down to the county seat uh the newspaper a local newspaper might have some information they started digitizing their um their stories recently i don't know that they've gotten back very far though so you might have to just route through fucking filing cabinets i don't envy you that um yeah anything i mean here's my card if you if if
4: i can help in any way give me a call much obliged and uh just one last thing uh did you or any of your boys check out the residence of mr donnelly
3: uh, we did not. No, the FBI looked into that. Right. But uh, they did not report finding anything apart from his phone. Okay, good to know. Which dinner. he had left behind for some reason. Kind of weird. Especially looking at his uh, phone records, it looked like he always had it on him. And Why one day would he just leave it behind and that be the day that he killed
4: himself? His phone as well, is that in the uh, jurisdiction of the FBI? Uh,
3: I believe that was taken in as evidence, yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much, Mr. Buffington. for your time. No problem. Sorry, I couldn't be more help. But like I said, if uh, anything comes up, I'll do my best to help out the agency anytime.
4: You've helped enough already. And this coffee? Fantastic. <laughs>
3: <laughs> I'm glad you like I picked that out myself. The cheap shit they tried to fucking pawn off of me. I only, uh, I've only been working here uh, a year, but uh, I made some changes. First change I made, fucking Nespresso. Nespresso? (laughs) Yeah, I mean, people will tell you that uh, there's a lot of wastage in those capsules, but it's worth it. It's worth it. Wow, this is America. We don't recycle? Exactly!
2: (laughs) God bless
4: it.
1: Uh, uh. What's the name of the Nespresso guy again? The one that's in all the uh, adverts.
0: Is it Josh Clooney? Yes, no, it? mm-hmm. Clooney.
1: Oh, okay. Clooney. <laughs> like Clooney. <laughs> yeah. Like Clooney. <laughs> Lord Clooney, it. Yeah. I can't. I can't was, do that, was that
0: your Clooney? Yeah, I, no, I, can't, I can't. Did okay. you say
1: in like it? Clo- yeah, I don't know what in it.
0: In it. In it. <laughs> it's like Clooney, it. Hey.
1: I can't do
3: accents. Mr. Clooney. You want to talk to the coroner now?
0: I do. Boom, 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 boom.
3: The county coroner's office is downtown Meadowbrook. Um, there's only Elmer Perkin here himself. He, uh, you come into the reception, it's empty. Uh, maybe you hit a bell or you call out, and a couple of minutes later, you hear someone say, "Just a minute." And uh, a man in his mid-fifties comes out here, he's wearing, uh, he's wearing slacks, dark slacks. He's got a shirt on, Um, the top button is open, his sleeves are rolled up. Um, As he walks out, he's just taking off a pair of uh, rubber gloves, which are soaked in blood. And he says, was that door open? Fuck, I told him to lock the fucking door. Well, how can I help you?
0: Uh, Perkin. Perkin? Perkins? Elmer Perkin. That's
3: who you're talking to. Yep. Perkin. Yep, yep. Uh, keep, yes. Keep up.
0: Uh, agent, agent Goodwill. <laughs> gives him a steely glare. Agent? Yes. Agent Goodwill.
3: Oh, and which agency would you be with, agent?
0: I took out my uh, my ID and oh, show okay.
3: uh, The federal BI. FBI.
0: Okay. A federal beer <laughs>
3: Uh yeah okay uh why don't you come out to my office?
0: Yes. Mm. Tea? Wonderful. Thank you. I don't have
3: any, but <laughs> I got some coffee if you like it. Uh, <laughs> got <you>. him. <laughs> uh,
0: yes, coffee. I suppose.
3: No, agent. Sorry, yeah, agent. Goodwill. 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 How can I help you?
0: I'm here as part of a task force, um, to look into the death of Agent Donnelly. He died at the Spooner Avenue house. Ah, uh, yeah,
3: yeah. The FBI guy, yeah.
0: Yes. Um, Weird. Yes, that's what we were thinking too. Um, I'd like to ask you some questions around this, about your findings, uh, into his cause of death.
3: Well, is this a, is this an, an official investigation?
0: Yes, it is.
3: Um, g- Do you have any uh, uh, documentation, a a warrant to show me that?
0: Um, Well, I'm not here to inspect your office.
3: uh, No, but uh, in order to share this information, I I think uh, as an FBI agent you probably know that um, I can't just give out that information without proper authorization. Um, I mean, uh, what exactly are you investigating?
0: Well, his death was ruled suicide. And, and yet... Okay, uh,
3: what's your U-Mint? Uh, 60. Okay, he, he seems quite defensive now.
0: I, I got that impression, yeah. Um, his death was ruled a suicide, and That's yet, right, yeah. And yet no suicide, well, no weapon or implement that could have, uh, been the, the tool used for his suicide will could not be found.
3: Uh, another question, what's your charisma? 60. And your agent's age?
0: 35.
3: Okay. Ah. Uh. <laughs> that is right. Yes, we uh, could not find... Or rather the police. Could not find, or misplaced... My personal theory. The suicide weapon. Yeah, that's correct.
0: And so can you tell me... Um, What about the cause of death led you to believe it was a suicide?
3: Oh, well, it's quite clear from the angle. Um, He was right-handed, and this was clearly uh, uh, a wound made uh, with the right hand. Uh, One swift cut across the neck. Um, Everything about it suggested suicide. Uh, The only thing that didn't was the absence of a weapon, to be honest with you.
0: Well, I also heard that the description of the crime scene was like a, blo- a, a bomb of blood had been set off.
3: Yeah, oh, yeah, he was a he was a squirter, all right. <laughs> yeah, he really he bled the fuck out, really. Um, yeah, the walls were covered. Uh, mirror had splash marks, unusual splash marks on it. Yeah, it was. Um, You know what for all the world it looked like there was a shape on the mirror in the blood splatter really weird we we confirmed that there was no one else in the house The, the doors were locked from the inside um windows were all closed there couldn't have been anyone else there but uh it looked like something blocked some of the blood splattering on the on the mirror but maybe maybe he he turned I don't know I couldn't figure it out
0: would you I would suppose then that the police maybe have the crime scene photos documenting this
3: oh yes they were they would most certainly have those photos
0: I see was there anything uh, that you would that you saw from your investigation that potentially implied uh, anything strange or suspicious
3: Well, it seems suspicious that an FBI agent would just up and kill himself. Yes. But, um... Given the house that it happened in, not particularly strange. Certainly suspicious, I suppose.
0: Have you... In your tenure, have you worked on many other bodies from this house?
3: Quite a few, young lady, quite a few.
0: I'd like you to tell me about them.
3: Hmm. Well, uh... You know... it's not really proper to um, in, 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 it's such a uh, feel you know there are some stories I guess I could tell you it always uh, you know how do how do you feel about drinking day drinking because <laughs> uh, I could do I could do it a drink there's a bar just down the street Come, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you what Buy me a drink and uh, we'll have a chat.
0: Can I do some kind of uh, check to read him?
3: Uh, sure. Um, hang on, what's your U-Mint you again? Sixie. You don't need a check. Okay. Um, he looks nervous and like maybe he needs a drink to kind of loosen his lips. Um, he's willing to talk with you, but he just... It seems like something he doesn't really want to talk about and he needs like the Dutch courage to do it.
0: Okay, so not some creepy thing of like, oh, hey no. Missy, why don't you buy me a drink?
3: No,
1: it's you don't get it. he's not being a creep.
0: okay, okay.
1: Uh, I just realized uh, last time you described your character as oh, a yeah, quite good Oh yeah, we didn't do that on looking,
0: <laughs> That was in the last session. In cat
1: hair. And I'm wondering if that's still the case. That is
0: true. Uh, We didn't get it on mic today, but when I described her last time, uh, I I described her as uh, an even hotter uh, Agent Scully, but unfortunately covered in a thick film of cat hair. (laughs) Sexy. She raises an eyebrow at him and says, I see. I... I spend a lot of my time around older professors. I am not uh, averse to some day drinking.
3: Glad to hear it. Let's go.
0: listening, folks. If you enjoyed this, please leave us a review on your podcatcher of choice. It'll help spread the word and help others to find us, too. If you have any comments, questions, or just want to get in touch with us, you can. You can find us on Twitter with at Podcast. We'd love to hear from you. This episode's Tales of crew is... Fabio as the Game Master. Mike as Lucas Boshiers. Charles as Eric Paras. Myself as Selena Goodwill, as well as our audio producer. You can reach me on Twitter with at thatlastjan. All music and sound effects used with permission and may have been modified for use. Details and links can be found in the show notes. (laughs) See you next episode.
1: That, was your, no, that was your name, not your code yeah, name. Yeah, yeah, your agent name. Krip, uh, I think it was, oh shit, I wrote it down actually. I shouldn't have it here. Uh, I think it was Kip. Kip. Agent Kip. There we go.
0: So you, you kept your real name as your agent name.
1: No, no, it's Trent Krip. no way uh, no one's ever
3: figuring that out it's what it's (laughs) the the most thing about the most important thing about delta green is secrecy operational (laughs) (laughs) integrity
0: so yeah yeah, the the story we we were approached by an agent kelly uh, asked to retrieve well, go and inspect the apartment of a recently deceased uh was it agent or contractor
3: it was a fo- yeah a former agent
0: former agent to look for any potential connections to delta green that may have been kept at their apartment um so we we went we rifled through their not particularly nice apartment uh and found the deeds to a cabin we went
3: almost fell a of an old lady
0: almost fell a of an old <laughs> lady we didn't investigate the other neighbor uh, that could have also been fun um we went out to the cabin wherein we found, what do they call them, the green boxes? Green boxes. So, so we found a, <laughs> found a green box uh, full of interesting uh, prop, most likely related to the green items. Um, but simultaneously, uh, was it was it you, Mike? Agent Claxon yeah. Agent Claxon um, found, uh, what are they called? The, 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 oh, the septic tank. septic tank yes. a septic tank with a naked woman inside uh begging and pleading for help at the same time that we found a letter that said there's a bunch of gas in the shed please if you find this burn it out pour, um, pour it down
3: the septic tank um, don't look yeah, just burn, burn it out
0: <laughs> um turn- at
3: which point Claxon walks in
0: <laughs> uh-huh. at this point Claxon walks into the the cabin with the lady who had been trapped down there um, I don't think we ever found out exactly the terminology for it. Was it sort of like a kind of skinwalker?
3: Uh, you weren't told any terminology, no. Okay.
0: Well, uh, from what I know about my very basic knowledge of um, American folklore, it was seemed to be some kind of skinwalker who was wearing the body of this man's wife, who from the dates I could tell should have been very, very dead uh, and younger uh, and older than, than as she was. Uh, we then tried to uh, we tried to engage, got our asses handed to them, to us. Uh, Klaxon chased her into the woods. We weren't sure what we were doing. We spent a lot of time repairing the, the, the van and figuring out what to do, but we eventually followed him through the woods with a bunch of gas, uh, gasoline to find him talking to a completely different person who appeared to have been camping there, having an hour-long conversation on comms to keep them talking, whereupon we uh, had a very unsuccessful attempt to douse them with gasoline, (laughs) set them on fire, but when we finally got them down, this spirit somehow transferred to it. Was it to Agent Kip. To, uh, to Agent Kip? So then we had to kill Agent Kip, uh, and then because we tried to drag it and drag everything back to the vehicle. At which point we decided to burn everything <laughs> <laughs> and bury everything. And uh, Agent, Cla- Agent did Agent Klaxon make it back? Or you yeah, succeeded yeah, yeah, your yeah, yeah. role.
4: Agent Klaxon blasted Kip's head off, and right. then <laughs> and then managed to shrug off the the entity. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then we burned everything and went home.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, it was, it was, it was quite the, uh, catastrophe. It was excellent. It was quite a catastrophe. I very much enjoyed it. Um, for anyone listening that was, oh, we just spoiled, um, last things last for you.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) I'll put in a disclaimer, I'll edit in a disclaimer before that.
1: Or just cut off the ending. Just, and then they blasted.
2: (laughs) So anyway, it starts blasting.
1: Yeah.